rocking the world with LinkedIn. One show at a time. Join your fearless leaders as they reveal insider secrets, chat with other LinkedIn gurus, and answer your LinkedIn questions. For those about to get LinkedIn, we salute you. This is your chance to get inspired and use LinkedIn to help you rock the world too. Now, it's time to crank it up to 11. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the LinkedIn Rockstars! LinkedIn, and we're going to have an absolutely amazing session today. We're going to have to go very fast paced because the my, my, my God, there's so much to you, Max Yoder. Thank you for joining the show. Hey, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Gosh, and getting to know you and 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 go through all the things here, I feel like it's a Forrest Gump movie. Where how could one person have done so much? <laughs> well, you're doing too kind, but I do appreciate. It. Well, Max, what, what brought us together is our love of training and, and, and our use of LinkedIn. And as we got getting to know each other, there were so many aspects of you. I almost don't know where to begin, but why don't we start with Lessonly, and then we'll kind of expand beyond there. You told me some amazing stories, about, especially one about a company that's really in the news today. Would you just explore the space a little bit, Max? Sure. Yeah. At Lessonly, uh, we create easy-to-use training software, and it's for people who need to keep their teams on the same page. Uh, so we make it, we have this like really simple framework where you can build lessons on any topic, you can assign them to your teams, and you can track your learners' progress. And the uh, conversation we had earlier was about Lyft, the ride-sharing service, who uh, uses Lessonly to train their you know dis- distributed network of drivers. They build lessons on a new feature, um, on how to greet people when they're entering the car, and you know how to uh, how to say goodbye to them when they're exiting how to navigate certain uh, areas in certain cities, all that good stuff. And we're helping power that training, which has been really exciting. Is that the kind of thing you create in an on-demand environment, or do you actually hold sessions? Or, or how, you know, how, how does that work, or is there more, more than one element to it? Yeah, good call. So it's, uh, it's, we are all the, all, we're the on-demand component. So a lot of times you'll use Lessonly to kind of do initial kind of fundamental training, and then you just base, base stuff to kind of shore up that information. Or you can just strictly use Lessonly to, you know, transfer all the information you need and people can take the lessons on their cell phones, on their tablets, on their computers. Uh, if they have an internet connection um, and an email address, then we are good to go. Would, like, a list driver, like, take the lessons on his phone while he's sitting in his car, kind of parked? That is, that-, that, is that is correct. Yeah, they'll get an email that says, hey, list driver X, um, you have an assignment or you have a course uh, that you need to take. Um, and that, that list driver can go through and take you know a given lesson or a bunch of lessons that we call a course. Um, and once they're done, they see a report card. Uh, we let list know uh, the degree to which they understood the material. You know when they when they engage with the material and how well they understood it. Um, all that good stuff. Wow. Um, is, you know, Max, on the on, on the back end, what's the technology you use to deliver this? What's it quote, quote like written in? You know, behind the sure, scenes. Yeah. 
we're, we're a Ruby shop, and the framework is Rails. So we're a Ruby on Rails shop, uh, similar to a lot of other popular web properties, which has just allowed us to, you know, scale very quickly. Um, and we're built on top of Amazon Web Services. Uh, you know, Netflix is the same way. They've got a big infrastructure out there that we can tap into um, and uh, and scale uh, inexpensively, but also um, scale in big ways at the same time. Wow. I mean, what, what, was the, what was the process of selecting that platform like? You know, you're an entrepreneur. You go like, gosh, we need some back end to do something here. How do we go through the process of vetting the technologies and vendors that we're going to use for our platform? Yeah, well, I had, I had tried and failed at this whole starting a business thing before, and, uh, and I learned some lessons in the process of what kind of, uh, uh, who I went with for my servers, uh, what kind of language we, we, we built the application, and, and I had learned, you know, that Ruby was a wonderful one, uh, that Amazon Web Services uh, doesn't get much better than that in the space in terms of scalability and affordability and just ease of use. Um, and when it comes to Heroku, which is really our systems layer on our application, uh, I mean, I've gone with a, a different service before, and I was not very happy with them. And Heroku has just blown my mind. So it was really just, uh, you know, talking to people who had been there before and having some uh, trial and error on my own end. Wow, isn't that? Did you have some 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 people to kind of look after and model after, or were you really walking out into a, a you know a blue ocean, blue sky? Oh, well. By, by no means was I walking out into the ocean. I mean, Indianapolis is not uh, on the map in a national way for their tech uh, community, uh, but there are, have been a lot of successes, and I don't think that's going to be the case for long insofar as uh, I don't think we're going to be not known for much longer. I mean, Exact Target is a very, uh, uh, was a very successful email service provider that became an email marketing suite that was then acquired by Salesforce for $2.5 billion about a year and a half ago. And that was born and raised in Indianapolis, and the benefits and the growth that we have seen from that capital coming into the area, the talent coming into the area, um, there is no doubt that what I'm doing today is a lot easier because of a lot of people who came before me and built the foundation. Well, I've been to Indy, and I loved it when I was there. We went to the Slippery Noodle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I danced there. I danced there probably one too many times and never very well. It, it was it was open mic night, and being the music guy that I know that you are, um, I'll bet I'll bet that's got a kind of little special place in your heart. Um, I'm going to jump around a little bit because there's so many interesting aspects to you, Max. Um, uh, you know, we we spoke about music a little earlier, and I was just kind of just not expecting anywhere near what you were what you were describing, and and uh, you're actually a recording artist. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's a side gig. Uh, Lesson Lee's, you know, my full-time job, and then we've got a nonprofit called the First Thought that takes up more time, and then any time I have between that and my girlfriend, uh, it, it's music. Um, and I, uh, I'm putting together my second album right now. Uh, it's going to be uh, produced as a vinyl uh, via Flat Earth Records, and um, it is taking up my weekends in, in the best way possible. Well, you hit me dead center with vinyl. I still have my records from the 70s here, so I have my turntable from college right here, and as I mentioned earlier, uh, uh, Eagles Greatest Hits is on it right now, although um, Abbey Road was, was, was previous to that. I was, listening to, I was listening to Abbey Road last night and Van Morrison Astro Week every Saturday morning. That is like my Saturday morning uh, theme. You know, a lot of people on our show are into vinyl, and some of them are even into you know, hi-fi vinyl. You know, mobile fidelity and some of these, you know, sure. deep groove sort of sort of records and stuff. Tell me about your your record collection. 
Oh, man. Um, we're looking at Paul Simon, uh, Bob Dylan, Van Morrison, ELO. Those are those are my heavy hitters. Um, and when it comes to newer stuff, Iron and Wine uh, is is a huge part of my collection. Um, Josh Ritter couldn't uh, be kind of a, a better predecessor or a better um, successor to Bob Dylan, if you ask me, in terms of just writing a very deep catalog. He hasn't had the acclaim that Bob had, uh, but it's hard to have the acclaim that Bob had and has. Uh, but man, those are those are my guys. Isn't it interesting when new bands come out that sound like old bands? You know, they were like born and raised on their dad's music. Might be mom. Sure. Okay, not taking nothing away from mom. Um, no, you bet. My, my son is sixteen, and he's into Group Love and Cage the Elephant. I, I'm a fan of Group Love. I don't listen to Cage much, but Group Love, when it comes to having a voice like that lead singer does, you should use it for what he is using it for. So I'm very grateful for that. Beautiful. And that, you know, it, isn't, it, isn't it wonderful how people, when they're learning to play music today, particularly, let's just say, guitar or so, um, well, let's, let's say they're, they're really not learning to play Jay-Z on the guitar. <laughs> no, that is probably true, yeah. Um, the classics are always there. And uh, um, I, I mentioned uh, that uh, I was in a foosball tournament around with a whole bunch of foosball people playing classic rock music out there overhead. And these guys that are your age, by the way, are just singing along to Back in Black. You know, they're singing along while they're playing. And I know that it was their dad's music that they were listening to, that they still love, that they were probably listening to. On, on the way in, because Taylor Swift isn't how you warm up for a foosball tournament. No, we actually spoke about her earlier today at the Leslie headquarters, uh, and we all kind of agree that uh, that that woman has talent, but I I would also agree that she is not the one that I bob my head to uh, when I need to get pumped up. <laughs> you know, Max, I met her bodyguard in South Dakota in the last month. Um, this gentleman is seven feet tall, 305 pounds, and he was the bodyguard for ACDC back in the 80s, and nowadays it's Taylor Swift that's paid the bills, at least last year, um, on, on her last tour. And if you saw the guy, you would go like, yeah, no one ever messed with him. Never yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I wouldn't uh, hold a candle for his strength. I, I'm, I'm not an athletic guy, uh, so I, I wouldn't even try. <laughs> yeah, you just, well, first of all, you couldn't see around him. You know, she could be behind him, you <laughs> <even> know it. <laughs> yeah, he, he wears a duster, you know, one of those big kind of kind of jackets and a cowboy hat and all. Oh, yeah. You just would have Super Bowl ring on him. I think he's a Super Bowl, was in a Super Bowl and, and uh, won a Super Bowl. And, so that's uh, what the NFL players do when they're done, huh? They, they go in bodyguard. Yeah, yeah. I think you, you kind of play off of your, off of your brand. Um, it, he doesn't have a face for TV, really. Um, he has a face sure. for, for that in particular. Um, you know, Max, you've got a huge heart. We spoke. We spoke about things that were kind of near and dear to us from the inside of us and all. And would you tell us about what happens with First Fund and, and what you're doing for kids? Sure. Yeah. Well, we're doing our best to uh, set up a scholarship. Uh, scholarships for first graders. The way it works is we partner up with first grade teachers around the Indianapolis area, and we ask them to identify, all their kids are wonderful, so we ask them to identify the parents of those children who are doing their damnedest, but uh, aren't necessarily uh, able to cover their bills as well as as they'd like. To put that in uh, real hard and fast terms, their their children are usually on a free or reduced lunch, 
on the National School Lunch Program. So we find these parents who are doing everything they can uh, to give their kids a better life, and we provide a framework uh, to, to spur that along. What we do is we set up a 529 plan um, for the children of those parents. Uh, the uh, um, 529 plan is then seeded with $1,000 from the first fund, and, fr and from there we help the parents add five. $10, $20 per month to that 529 plan um, as the kid grows up. So, you know, as a, as a six or seven year old in, in first grade, you've got about 11 or 12 years there to start getting ahead of the college savings game. And as the, uh, as, as, as the children age and as our scholars grow, um, it's helping them navigate grant opportunities, other scholarship opportunities, um, how to apply for internships, basically being a guidepost for families who want to go to the next level when it comes to college, but don't necessarily know how to get there. Wow, you know, you are such a, a gem. I, I am so privileged to have you on the show. We're only halfway through it here. I appreciate you going so fast because there's so many things involved in you here. We're going to take a little break. We're going to sure. come on back, Max, and let's pick up where we left off. Uh, I'd really like to know where you see 2015 going, and I think you've got a really good head for the future. I want to know when we come back from break what you think we should be thinking about. More from Rock the World with LinkedIn when we return. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at InternetMarketingNinjas.com. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Rock the World with LinkedIn continues only on webmasterradio.fm. Hey, we're back from break. Thank you, Brasco, for bringing in some really, really cool interlude music. And thanks to our sponsors for helping fund the show here. Um, I really appreciate 
Max Yoder on our show here because he can cover so much so fast. I'll bet you can teach someone two hours of material in 20 minutes with your the way that you do things and all. And I really care about your mind for the future. You're one of the brightest young minds we've had on the show, quite frankly. And, Thank and, you. And uh, I, I just can't get enough of you. Give us your outlook for 2015. What should people that are, you know, LinkedIn users who have heavy hearts, what should they be thinking about for 2015? Heavy hearts. So you want something inspirational here, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I, I sense that side of you is a... Is something that's very, very near and dear to you, and it, and it comes across in everything that you do, Max. Well, um, I, you know, I, I've never been burned by optimism, uh, and I'm fortunate that way. But I've also been, you know, very lucky in my circumstances at the same time. So uh, I do appreciate the kind of words. Uh, 2015, uh, my my focus is 2015 might not be everybody's focus, is, but we have this culture here at Lesson Lee that I'm so excited to keep. Uh, and what I mean by that is we're not at the point where we really have to grow. Um, and what we're trying to do is build a company that is both humble and confident. And uh, alongside of that has a lot of candor. And I think that's kind of the holy grail. If you can just combine humility with confidence, you can take out the trash. You can also make big decisions that might not always be uh, the, the ones you want to make but are the necessary ones. Uh, I think we can go very far uh, with, with that uh, mindset. So what I'd like to do is uh, is kind of launch uh, lessonly even into even in more people's homes. And when I, when I say that, I mean more companies, touch more companies with Lessonly, um, and, and kind of spread that love. Because I'll tell you, it is a it is a contagious. When people talk to people on our team and come back and just say, wow, you guys just really do care. Uh, and I know that might sound like a bunch of bull coming from the CEO, but I promise I wouldn't lie to you. No, it comes across, and frankly, um, everything about you probably has some little bit of greater good to it, doesn't it? How can I? How can this help more than more than just me? Well, I'll tell you, to be able to work on this team, it's really hard not to want all these people to succeed and to have wonderful lives. And I think everybody around here um, would agree with that. So when it comes to working hard, we don't just do it for ourselves; we do it for everybody around us. Um, and uh, that has that pays dividends that you wouldn't believe. Let's go. Let's go down the training route then. Where do you where do you see changes developing in in terms of learning and training and, and uh, uh, spreading spreading knowledge both internally and maybe out to the to the general public? Where do you, where do you see that kind of evolving? Sure. Yeah. So I mean, what we're finding is pretty simple. There's this old ivory tower model of organizational corporate training. Um, where a learning and development team dictates an entire organization's content, uh, their delivery, their measurement, um, and that, that paradigm is compatible with the fast-moving business climate that you and I both live in. Um, people need to get trained today, not in six months, so speed and ease of use are huge components, and that's where we've found a lot of uh, fruit at with Less Than Me, is just having uh, something that can be launched quickly, uh, uh, deployed quickly, and, um, and show results fast. Uh, and that's just the world that we live in today. So when it comes to kind of having learning be consolidated to a single department, I think we're seeing that change. Just like we're having, you know, just when it comes to CTOs doing all the buying of technology, that's not how it works anymore. You can just put a credit card into a web application and start using it today without approval from somebody else. And I see that as a very good thing. And we are catering to that audience who wants to do just that. Jim, Max, you know, I see, I see that as well. Very often the, the buyer, um, use, the buyer of a lot of, IT-ish sort of information-ish sort of services had to go through IT department. You know, there there was something needed there. They had to approve. It had to go on the what the testing and the vetting and all that. 
Um, and much of the reason was that that software or that application was going to reside, you know, on this side of the firewall. Right. Not so much anymore, is it? No, I mean, we, yeah, the, the prices drop, uh, the credit cards work, and um, that's how we're growing our business. How, how, how are you fielding your team and expanding this year? You said you're expanding and, and that that's more headcount. What are you doing to, to, to fill that, to fill those you know, empty cubes you have, let's say, in a, in a theoretical way? Sure. Well, um, my parents were always very uh, hard and fast about not having an ego. Um, and, and not being, and you know, remembering that you are as flawed as everybody else around you. Um, so I always was kind of resistant to touting our company's growth and our, and our, the, 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 you know, the good things that we get to do because I didn't want to come off as, as really self, and, uh, paying too much attention to myself. Um, but what I found is we need to get out there and talk about ourselves because there are a lot of people out there who want to work in a business like this. And if we're not out there, um, expressing, uh, how much fun we're having, it's going to be tough for people to come and find us. So fortunately, we've been out there saying, hey, here's what we do, here's how we do it, we have fun when we do it, um, and people are responding to that. They're saying, look, I want to work at a place where everybody treats everybody else like a human and not like a number on a sheet. Um, so we just get out there and we, we, we talk about our accomplishments. And when we raised you know, a million dollars, $1.1 million at the end of December 2014, uh, that was something that uh, a lot of publications helped us spread around. And uh, it, like I said, it took me a little bit of time to get used to the fact that you have to be able to talk about yourself and, and, and be comfortable doing that. Um, but I've seen, the, I've seen the, the dividends be paid out from, from that behavior. Yeah, it kind of comes over a period of time, doesn't it? That sort of uh, laying the groundwork. You bet. Um, so how many people are you going to hire this year? I mean, how, how, how far is that going to go? Sure. So we have uh, we have ten today. In about twenty days, we're going to get four more, and we expect to be between twenty to twenty-four people by the end of the year. So compare that to this time last year, we had two folks. It was myself and our director of sales, Connor Burt. Um, and then we brought on a director of marketing, director of client experience. Uh, we brought on full-time engineers, and it's just been kind of a slow and steady growth uh, from a person side. And the reason it's been slow and steady is early. You can't really scale a team until you know what works and what doesn't. Uh, so you just grew, you grew, grew the team, incremental growth, and now that we really understand our market and we have a product to serve that market, uh, we are uh, throwing some gas on the fire and growing that sales, uh, growing our sales efforts. And you know, people are coming to us and saying, "Where do I sign up?" When it comes to uh, joining the team, and we are very appreciative of that. Well, you mentioned exact target. Is that how you met Connor? Uh, actually, it's not. Connor and I met through an organization called the Or Fellowship. And the Or Fellowship recruits recent college graduates or college graduates uh, right when they're at their December kind of uh, um, point in their senior year who are looking for jobs. Uh, and the Or Fellowship recruits all of these uh, talented individuals in Indiana and funnels them into high-growth technology companies in Indianapolis and Bloomington. So they essentially act as a recruiting arm for a company like Lee who doesn't have an HR department to go out and, and, and be at all of the career fairs uh, that exist. I mean, Connor and I met through that. Uh, I actually learned later down the line that our dads were friends when we were kids, and we didn't even know it. Um, and uh, my, my dad and his dad used to uh, play hide-and-seek in the family business's uh, um, building, and uh, it was just kind of something where uh, we've ended up uh, carrying on that friendship just organically. But is he, is he local, or does he live somewhere else, or how, how do you, you collaborate? 
Yeah, he lives in North Carolina. Um, him and I grew up about 15 minutes away from one another. Both ended up moving to Indianapolis. Uh, I'm from northern Indiana, and so is he, um, an area called Elkhart County. And uh, he's now in North Carolina running our sales team, and I'm here in Indianapolis, um, you know, helping. And uh, it's been a good, it's been a good shift. He he wanted to get a little closer to that water, to that big ocean, and uh, I don't blame him. Yeah, you're kind of far from there. In fact, you're about as far from there as you can technically be, probably, right? Well, well, the fact of the matter is, uh, all the things I get to do every day, I don't think I'd be able to do without this city of Indianapolis, so I am by no means complaining. You know, I thought Indianapolis was quite a bit like Denver when I was there, and I lived in Denver for 20 years, and the revitalized sure. downtown, the cool people, the great music scene and all. Um, no, you nailed it. I was just in Denver for a wedding, and I was felt the same way. They certainly have a few things on us that I would, I would, you know, I'd like to be able to adapt over here. Um, but uh, I, I don't think we're in bad. I don't think we're in bad position uh, to become, you know, a very, a, a major player when it comes to the big cities around uh, the nation. Yeah, I think Indy's on the rise. It's a little hidden, hidden gem. That's you're right. Not going to be a hidden gem for so long. Like Denver is not a hidden gem anymore either. And all uh, right. Are you, are you a downtowner, live in the suburbs, or kind of how do you live your life? Downtowner, yeah. I actually uh, moved downtown from a, a village called Broad Ripple up on the north side, and it's the best decision I've made in quite some time. can ride my bike to work when it's not, you know, zero degrees outside, and uh, it's just it's so affordable to live around here, and there's so much to do. And so that affordability, you know, funnels into having a larger discretionary income, being able to save more, all the things that you want to be able to do at, at my age. Um, it's just not the kind of thing that I that I that I'm looking to uh, trade in for anything else anytime soon. Yeah, we found out we were headquartered in downtown Denver for well the last five years. I actually had an, had offices downtown and lived downtown. Very similar sort of environment. And what what I found from it, you might find this as well, is if you, if there's going to be a meeting between you and a a prospect or a business partner or a vendor or something, and you're downtown and they're not, they're coming to you for the most part. Sure. And you can work all the way up until that door, that little knock-knock on the door happens while they're driving and parking and trying to figure out where things are. You're, you're working away, and it was such a beneficial thing. And we had our favorite Starbucks um, and our favorite uh, Starbucks equivalent and stuff, and that was kind of home. And when, you, when you're in an environment kind of like where you're at in hyper-growth and all, what a, what a great way to kind of put fresh ideas in your head, to kind of step out like that. Oh, man, we live in this uh, Lockerbie neighborhood that's just beautiful and has kind of these strict regulations around parking that actually make it really nice to just stroll around in. There's not a whole lot of traffic, but it's still considered the downtown area, and it is an inspirational spot. But, you know, we've got a coffee truck that comes right out in front of our building. We, we work out of an old school that actually Kurt Vonnegut's dad um, was the architect of. And Kurt Vonnegut went to school here as a kid. He's an Indianapolis native, and he's my favorite author um, among Scott Fitzgerald and Ernest Hemingway. Um, but long story short, it's a really beautiful building uh, that has a lot of character, and there are, these, there are these food trucks and coffee trucks that will come onto the front of the building, and we just go out there and, and bask in the sun when there is sun. Um, so, yeah, there's not much to complain about. Well, Max, I think we got... It's a good whole two shows worth of stuff in one show here. You are absolutely fantastic. Uh, I, I think you're going to be one of the most successful people. I'm going to say that I, I knew when they were you know just getting started as I go forward in a few years, if I can do something to help you go somewhere. And I know you're out there to help other people as well. I, I know our audience would like to know how to find out more about Max Yoder. 
Sure, sure. If they just head to www.lesson.ly, that's a, that's, a, that's a great way to do it. And hey, if I can return the favor, I would be happy to. I appreciate the time so much. Well, beautiful, Max. I do intend to get to Indianapolis, and I will be at uh, Rathskeller, or I'll be at uh, the Slippery Noodle or someplace that you might recommend, and maybe we can go see a little music, and I can't wait to hear your new album. I, I, won't, I need a copy of that, bro. I need you, I, that, I will make sure you know, and the Rathskeller sounds perfect. It's, it's a hop, skip, and a jump from where we are right now, so let's plan on it. That's a, that's a date. Hey, this has been Rock the World with LinkedIn, another amazing show. Thanks to Matt Yoder with Lessonly here. We're on webmasterradio.fm. We air on Mondays during your drive time, perhaps, and you can get to the archives at rocktheworldradio.com. Our producer is Brasco, and he is amazing, as you can tell, as we go through the program here. Max, thanks for being part of the program. You're one of my favorite people we've had on the show, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. We'll talk soon, okay? Rock on, everyone. More from Rock the World with LinkedIn when we return. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investments. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. Rock the world with LinkedIn continues only on webmasterradio.fm. It's time for our expert segment, and we have got on the show once again, Mark Schaefer. Mark W. Schaefer, welcome back to Rock the World with LinkedIn. I'm delighted to be with you, Lori. 
Thanks. Well, hey, your your website, I love how you deal with a name that's a little bit out of the ordinary by having businessesgrow.com. <laughs> and I can always remember that because all I have to remember is Mark helps businesses grow. And once I learned that, I've never had a problem just typing it in and going to your website and getting whatever cool information I'm looking for plus some. And so I was on your site and I, you know, have to click on publications where you have free resources. And I love free resources. And of course, you've got them broken out. And the top is free marketing white papers and ebooks. And there's so much talk about ebooks. What what is it that makes a good ebook? If I'm if I haven't ever written one before, what do I need to think about in order to create some great content that's gonna be valuable for my listeners? Well, here's a trick that I think anybody can do. Uh, especially if you're already blogging, start to brainstorm around what are all the questions that people would have about my business or about my product or the service that I provide. And I bet in a short period of time, you could come up with a whole list of questions. Uh, And then start to look for natural groupings. Are there legal concerns? Are there concerns around how to use your product or the best time to use your product or how to use it effectively. And then start writing blog posts answering these questions. And I would say just keep it simple. It doesn't have to be profound. It doesn't have to be a PhD thesis. Just answer questions. Once you've answered four or five questions on a topic, bundle it together and then all of a sudden you've got an ebook. I mean, it sounds kind of intimidating because it has the word book in it, but what an ebook really is is just uh, a short publication on a certain topic, and you can bundle it, and people love those things on your website. One of the things you want to do is keep people on your website, and a good way to do that is to give away free stuff. So I think the idea of answering people's questions bundling together blog posts and then creating something bigger like an ebook is a cool idea. Wow, am I glad I asked you that question cuz I I have created a lot of tips, LinkedIn tips as tweets mm-hmm. doing that very thing. What are questions people ask us? And then I started taking them and I used those, you know, answering their questions as blog posts, but I hadn't grouped them together naturally to create the ebook. So I was just missing a step and hadn't realized it. So guess what guys? You're gonna start seeing <laughs> ebooks come out of the LinkedIn Diva um, on those natural groupings of questions because they are certainly out there and I've been blogging questions for years. I can't imagine how much content I must have. Well, it's a great way, especially if you've got content that's a little older. It's a great way to resurrect those new ideas and publish them in a new way. Nice, nice. Now, I have told people many times, Mark, that I learn from you that you are one of indeed one of my virtual mentors and here we proved it on the expert segment thank you so much so hey, kind you of want, you to say thanks you're welcome if you guys want to learn from mark w schaefer our friend and amazing marketer and a really cool guy um, go to businessesgrow.com and if you want to check out those free white papers and ebooks that he's got click on publications free resources you'll find it right there thanks so much mark thank you
This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.